Well, Williams with a big whip. He is back on the back tire of the 31. Look at Cody Williams. He has decided he is not going to let R.J. Hampshire get around him. Come on up to New England, and you're in my house. Cody Williams says, I'm getting back into that spot, and he is really railing the outside line right now. All right, yes. R.J. Hampshire didn't want none of it from Cody Williams. Little clip there from the uh, main event at MX207. Thanks, Danny Stewart, for shooting that over. Um, also want to thank Aaron Cronin. Man, the more I hear this intro, the more I like it. Uh, the guy is hes an all-around good dude. He's a Boston rapper. Uh, he, I asked him if he could shoot me over some, uh, some ideas for the intro, and within an hour, he had three made up for me to choose from. I chose this one. I like it more and more every time I hear it. So hyped on that. Um, man, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. At Cronin underscore Aaron on Instagram. If you want to give him a follow, follow him on SoundCloud, Aaron Cronin. Um, if, you, if you're into rap music at all, and most of us are in this, in this uh, industry, if you watch any of these Instagram videos, it's, it's all about rap music these days. So um, Aaron Cronin on SoundCloud. Um, Sitting here with me today is AMA Pro License holder, 467-time uh, A-Class winner at a track near you. Um, that is a scientific number. Um, if you have a track that you ride at a lot and you think you're fast, he's probably beat you there. It's uh, Cody Williams. What's going on, Cody? Hey, you guys. What's going on? Um, yeah, I'm new to the whole podcast, uh, radio, talk, deal, but... Uh, uh, stoked to be here, stoked to be on, and uh, stoked to uh, go back and forth with some stories and just gather some hype. Hell yeah, man. I, I appreciate you coming on, and I'll, I'll let the audience know how much I appreciate Cody coming on. Uh, it's a rule of the show here. The co-host gets his favorite beer um, with Kyle Sackett. He was co-host last show. I didn't even have to ask. I brought PBR. We drank the PBR, enjoyed it. Uh, with Cody, it was a little more of a challenge. I, did, I don't know what he drinks. So I uh, texted him. I said, I said, what do you drink for beer? He comes back and he says, Jacko Lantern, pumpkin spice, something or other. And I'm like, oh, anyone who knows me, I hate pumpkin spice. I hate pumpkin. I hate KTMs. I hate orange. So I go into the store. I go to three different stores, try to find the Jacko Lantern, pumpkin spice. And I can't come up with it. So I found something pretty close, Lion Kugel's pumpkin shandy pants. So I find this. Bring it over. He says it's good enough, and I'm drinking it for him. So this is how much I appreciate having him on the show. I'm drinking some pumpkin beer. Um, so you guys know how much that means. Um, man, so Cody's been hanging out. He's got some bikes that are down. Um, as usual, this guy's broken more bikes than I've owned. So um, pretty, pretty interesting, though. He was able to borrow a bike from Motorbikes Plus for the main event. And I don't want to say Cody ever left. But he was back. The main event. We we had Cody Williams again, man. Second place overall. Uh, you were dicing it with Hampshire, as you heard in that intro. Um, and you were killing it, especially that fourth moto. Um, you were running gone in second. You know, obviously, Panakis is superhuman. And I want to get him on the show, too, because I, I don't know how he rides a 125 so fast. He's always been that way. Um, so, man, just talk about that event a little bit. I know we did an interview at, at the event, um, but... Man, talk about how that went for you and, and how much fun that was. Yeah, uh, first of all, yeah, enjoying this Lining Krugel's Harvest Patch Shandy um, on this fine evening. Um, yeah, I was stoked on uh, second place. It was kind of weird how it came about. 
Um, I've been riding Yamahas for this whole season, and uh, I guess uh, Grant had in mind at Motorbikes Plus, Grant had in mind that he wanted me to ride uh, a bike for the 125 class. He was just stoked on the 125 class, so uh, it was. I was really happy that my name came to mind when that got brought up, and uh, yeah, I was just I was super pumped to hear from him, and uh, so I. You know, I got the bike. I tested it a few times, and I was like, "Yeah, this is yeah, this is a sweet bike. Let's do this." And um, leading up to the race, I I got uh, a little throttle happy on a ramp on my 450, and um, ended up blowing a couple teeth out, uh, breaking my jaw. You know, a couple. Uh, I mean, I'm sure some of you guys at least saw. What it was happened. it was the most epic OJ anyone's ever seen in the history of motocross. Is what it was. Yeah, it, it's just oh, I'm always just over jumping stuff. I don't know. I don't want to case it, so I just send it. You know, there was a what's that what's that JD movie? That JD ah uh, shit. It reminds me of Seth Enslow back in like the 90s when he jumped that sand dune. I don't know if you ever watched the old it. 90s. No, no, no. Man, anyone who's listened to this that saw that, he jumped like Seth jumped. I guess he rode it wide open, whatever the sand jump was, wide open on a 125 fourth gear. And he broke his 125, so he borrowed his buddy's 250. Yeah, I wish I could remember the name of the movie. Someone out there listening has seen this. Um, he hits the jump on the 250 fourth gear wide open. And I'm telling you, it had to be 200 feet to flat. And I don't know how he's alive, but he did make it. Anyone, If you YouTube Seth Enslow OJ or Seth Enslow crash, you'll see – a spitting image of what happened to Cody. Or you could just go to Cody's Instagram and watch this. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I look on a Snapchat story and he's, his teeth are gone. I, yeah. It's like, what? Didn't feel good. Still currently missing a tooth as we're talking. <laughs> that was like a month ago. But um, we'll be back, uh, you know, like 12 grand and uh, a couple more visits later. We'll be we'll be good to go. Um, but, yeah, so, so that happened. And... Um, I, you know, that happened, uh, I think, on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and the race was that weekend. So, uh, you know, dentist said, x-ray, definitely don't ride. Um, no racing, absolutely not. Um, you know, you got to you gotta let the deal heal, like, you know. But, uh, you know, I couldn't let Grant down, so we showed up on Friday, did the practice, felt pretty good. And, um, yeah, the race went really good. I'm, I'm pumped on it. I haven't had a good race like that in quite some time so it was nice to get out there race with rj obviously i i'd never met him actually before that weekend he was a really nice guy um panakos that his name last name panakos i believe is how it's pronounced panakos yeah. yeah nice kid uh real fast um so everyone yeah uh, andy matthew was racing and really good i think he's in his 30s he's a he is a sick man um we did some racing at the main uh main state this year as well and um there was a lot of fast guys out in that class so it was really fun to you know, be out front to be battling. And, um, yeah, also matches Jardins also got a bike from uh motorbikes plus that weekend. We both had them doing pretty good. So that was a good weekend for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was sick, man. And I don't know if you, obviously I'm a motocross super fan. So Pinakas actually was Eli Tomac's teammate on factory Suzuki back in the days on, I don't, I think he was either on a 65 or an 85 back then. Seriously? Yeah, he, he was he was like the next big thing, and yeah. he went to Europe, and he actually won. They do like a motocross of nations type deal with amateurs. Yeah, he won that, or he was on the winning team. Um, America won, and he was like the next big thing. And then Suzuki folded their factory team, their amateur team, and he got screwed. He got screwed. Eli Tomac landed on his feet. He went with Geico. Yeah, and uh, Panakis has been doing it on his own ever since so he's he's serious dude like yeah he, he's a serious man it was sick it was sick to watch him uh 
yeah, he was gone, moto one, two, and three, and then the fourth moto, um, I was like, man, I really want to get a start with this kid. So I got into second, I, I think, at maybe the first lap, and um, just tried to follow him. He showed me a couple good lines, and then he just started to pull. It was crazy. I was trying so hard, and uh, he just had another gear or two. It's insane. He, he, on a 250F, he's beatable. On a 125, he is not beatable. I mean, yeah. I've never seen – I have actually never seen anyone beat him on a 125. It's <clears> insane. Let's get this straight out. He's He can beat me. Yes, on a dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't – man, I don't know. You, you've had your days. You're pretty modest. Um, so hopefully you'll tell it how it is in these stories here because for a long time, you were kind of the man in the A class. You know, you had – what era was that? I guess 2010 to 2013. It was like Satilli. Yeah. You. Um, Josh Clark. Yep. Yep. Clark. Uh, um, was Jake Abbott still racing? Uh, that was. Yeah, he was in Drew there. Torrance. There was, it was a, yeah, there was a few years where it was crazy. When I first started racing, racing was insane. Like, uh, I started racing uh, when I was 16. I got my first bike. It was a 96 KX80 purple, purple seat whole deal yes, yes oh yeah so parents were like hey yeah you're 16 like what are you what are you gonna do you're gonna get a truck i'm like no way i'm gonna go down the street get this kid's bike so i bought a uh, bought the kx80 i was like i was like 15 and a half 16 and uh i rode it around the yard and then uh my buddy keith mozeni was like hey me and my brother are going to jolly rogers to do some racing this weekend why don't you why don't you come with us and i was like dude i've ridden the thing like one time you know i have no idea what i'm doing out here and uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, we got some boots for you. You're good to go. Just bring a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> so I show up at Jolly's. It's a mud hole. <laughs> it got stuck in the gate. <laughs> got stuck going up the Intimidator. Crashed down Suicide Hill. You know, the whole deal. And um, <laughs> But anyways, uh, though big guys then was uh, Robbie Marshall was in the A class. Tony LaRusso was ripping obviously um, yeah Abbott was ripping he was uh, I think he was he was on a smaller bike at that time um Jake Morrison um did I say Mike Picone because he was a no serious, Mike Picone he was, was a heavy sick. he was a heavy hitter yeah um he was sick um obviously Jimmy was on a little bike but he was sick there was some there was some serious guys but the ACOS was crazy scary guy was in his prime ripping smashing off motorhomes back on the track hand dude <laughs> well this one time at, at Jolly Rogers uh a a moto 450a last moto of the day there there must have been a full gate of a guys like sick sick men keith johnson like mike treadwell just everybody was in there and uh scary guy gets the whole shot jumps the <laughs> jumps the intimidator lands on the side on the rocks getting all sketchy smashes off the bridge and then we see him lose the lead comes around the next lap we see him lose the lead he's in like fifth at this time and after uh we heard. I was walking back to the pits, and we heard a story that he went over the Southwick section, over the Southwick berm, down, hit a motorhome, and back on. And I didn't believe him, so we walked over there. Red handguard mark all the way across the, <laughs> all the way across the uh, motorhome. It was crazy. Guy's out of his mind, but still racing, still ripping. His kids are out there ripping. Just NESC's just always been a good, just a good environment, you know. Hard racing, and uh, it's just, it's just crazy. Dude, NESC is huge. You should go back. And I'm actually really surprised. So that was the, the start of it. I'm surprised oh, you started sorry. that late. Um, so 15, man, way to make me feel like shit about myself. No, I, that's no, about no, when I started, no. and I blame my lack of speed on my – Dude, don't get me wrong. After I, after I got sucked up at Jolly's that day on that 80, it was on. I rode every single day, too. <laughs> I was out – yard was ripped up. Neighbor's yard was ripped up. Neighbor's – the other neighbor's yard was ripped up. Like, 
we went in hard on that KX80. That's that's so sick. Never changed the oil, never changed the air filter. <laughs> yeah, went in. Oh, that's sick. Yep. So, well, okay, so it started back then. And I don't know if you listened to uh, my interview that I did with Jason Wygant at the uh, the main event. Unfortunately, I haven't heard it. But you'll have to go back and listen to that because it's pretty cool to hear someone like Jason Wygant say that New England's got the best racing he's ever seen. Really? Best, the, Lo- local the best racing? local racing scene hmm. of anywhere in the world in the country. Yeah. So it's been crazy. I've seen. I mean, like I said, I've been since I was 15. So I'm. I just turned 28. So uh, my math is so crappy. Uh, 13 years, <laughs> right? 13 years. <laughs> I'm no better than you. I last math I did yeah, was thir- in 10th grade. Yeah. So I've been running for 13 years. So and I've been obviously around NESC and the local scene uh, that whole time. So I've seen you know, eras come and go, you know, at least a little bit. And, uh, I've seen people come and go. I've seen just, you know, a lot of stuff in the local racing. And yeah, uh, obviously this talk show is about local racing in, uh, New England motocross in itself. So, um, me, I've seen a, a lot of it, which is cool, you know? Yeah, it is cool. And you've got a lot of stories. We're probably going to have to do another show because we're not going to get to all the stories in this show. I, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a few. <laughs> yeah, you do. We'll get to some of those. So you're 15, you ride the KX80, um, you get smoked, and then how long until you get your next bike? I don't know if your next bike uh, must have been a big bike, your next bike. Well, no. So, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I was the size I am now, too. <laughs> like, I look just the same. <laughs> um. So there was only two races left in the season when I went there. It was Jollies and then a uh, Middleborough. Um, yeah, <laughs> haven't, so, haven't been back since. Um, so this was this was what? This was uh, 2000. Two, what five? Five. Okay. What five? Was it five? Yeah, it must have been 2005 ish. Yeah, you definitely make me feel like shit about myself. But yeah, okay. So 2005 was when five. Cody Williams started racing. So 2005. Um, then. Uh, so there was two races, and I was obviously, you know, I got smoked. It nothing, nothing was good. Boots had boots on, wore boots for the first time, kept landing on the rear brake off jumps, you know, n- barely getting air. The whole deal, I had no idea. I didn't even have a long sleeve, um, real riding shirt. It was just a long sleeve fox tee from like Bob Stores or something. <laughs> um, so I just like, and I saw kids with like inverted forks, the factory connection stickers. I'm like, man, what the hell kind of cheater bikes these kids got? Like, dude, it was crazy. So, um. Yeah, they had like I you know Matt Fisk was in the class, Jimmy. Um, it was it was absolutely nuts. It was like a full gate of '80s kids had like gold hubs. I had no clue. So was what, it '80 open back then, or was it like? Uh, you know, I was ABC. I was full C, but it was a it was they were on the gate. You I gated saw all them. Together. Oh, I saw them. Yeah, I was scared. Abbott was in there, and he was small. I was intimidated. It was crazy. Drew Torrance was crazy back then too. Yeah, he was very very sick back. Still sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. You got so you had the mini bike. Yeah. So um, after those two races, it came. You know, winter came, and um, I was hungry. I wanted it. So um, I knew that the K- the KX80 wasn't gonna cut it. Uh, so I actually got really fortunate. My parents bought me a uh, what was it? So it must have been an o- It was a brand new 05 KX85. Brand new. Sick. So that was tight. Yeah. Christmas got a uh, Santa brought me a pro circuit pipe. I got black rims. Like, dude, I was legit coming in the next oh, season. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mark hooking it up. Yeah, it was very tight. Yeah. <laughs> My dad hooked me up. Uh, so that was sick. So I had a cool pro circuit graphics from InStyle. Um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't use that now. It's a uh, limited decal only. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a brand new brand new KX80 for like whatever. It was a 05. It must have been. No, that was 05. So I must have started in 04. 
So that was an 05 okay. that I raced that. Um, okay. I did about three races on that, and then I said, yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I actually won my first race. I think uh, 05 Bull Run. I remember. Bull Run. That. Yeah. I remember Bull, Bull Run. Bull yeah. Run. Yeah, I won. A, I won an 85C race at Bull Run. And, um, so your first full year racing, you, you went from getting stuck on the Intimidator yeah. hill uh, to, to winning a moto yeah. or winning an overall. Well, yeah. I mean, I did two races in the winter and then, so the next season. No shit. So yeah. yeah. First full season. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Did you race for points or did you just do a, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I don't think. <laughs> just, just going at it. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. Did you still have the Fox shirt? Or did you have um, actual gear? I think I had some fly gear. Yeah. I okay. had, I had some gear, a chest protector, um, a neck donut. Yes, um, David Millsap. Yeah, I had a neck donut. Um, I could actually, dude. I'm gonna pull up. I know they can't see it, but I'll pull up a pic, dude. It was tight. It I was need tight. to see that. Yeah, it That's was tight. Epic. Um, yeah, the HRP chest pick. Whatever, like Mike McCone was wearing, I got because he looked sick. Yes. You know. Yep. Yep. He just looked so what sick. What number so. was he? Nine oh two. Uh, eight oh two was Marty Mack. Um, no, he was seventy two. Seventy two. Seventy two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sick man. Yes. Yeah. I haven't. Has, does he still ride? Yep, lives in Texas, still rides, still okay. rips, local racing, working man, nice guy. Nice. Yep, nice. Nice guy. Um, yeah, we actually, oh, I wish I could talk about that too. We did some supercross racing together a couple years ago at Tom Parsons, uh, or pr- training, whatever. Yeah, we'll get to um, that. Yeah, he is, he's a nice guy. Um, but yeah, did um, did a couple races on the 85, won a race, and then uh, in 05, bought a KX125, and um Man, that was a learning curve. Going from an 80 to a 125 is really hard for me for some reason. I mean, I wasn't fast on 85, and I didn't have a lot of experience, maybe a few months. So going to the big bike was definitely, the, definitely those, crazy. I had an 03 KX125 in 05. What color was the frame? It was gray. Tight, okay. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't the, the, the green frame. I love the green, sick. dude. I love the yeah. green frame. You, have you ever seen the 97 I built? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. sick, by the way. So yeah, that was my favorite era. But I had an 03 KX125, and they were a hard bike to ride because the power was in such a narrow 125s are anyway, mm-hmm. but it was in such a narrow window. They were they were a hard 125 to ride. So you rode. So that was 06. You rode that 125. Uh, 05. 2005 was a brand new K, uh, 2005 KX125. Okay. Yep. So I rode that for that uh, that whole season, and um, I think I made youth B at the end of the season or maybe full amateur i'm not really sure dude you moved yeah, up quick quick for, th- for that yeah i don't know yeah moved up fast for that so um i think i won one i ended up winning like a uh open c race to point out i i you know i was doing like the open c youth c whatever it is yep and um racing guys kyle hangos was um obviously somebody i looked up to huge like my whole life and uh his dad he so i always had I've always seemed to have like the same bikes as him for for you know for a lot of my career. We had both the KX185. So uh, about halfway through that first season, you know, we got pretty friendly, and um, I ended up blowing up my KX125. And uh, his dad, Mark, um, g- he gave me a cylinder that was like pre-ported. He gave me a piston. He showed me, you know, a, cu- a couple of tricks. We were like, you know, drilling some stuff out. Well, like sick. it was it was crazy, you know. Um, and I, I remember bolting that thing on I, the night before the race. We, I, I used to go the night before and like, you know, sleep in the back of the pickup truck or on the ground or whatever, you know, whatever. Uh, and, um, yeah, I remember bringing the bike, no motor in it or no cylinder on it or whatever at central village. And, um, 
Mark brought me a cylinder piston. I bolted it on, and I think I needed like six points or whatever to move up. And uh, the motor was so fast, got the whole shot in the open sea, won it, and uh, pointed out. And uh, I was so pumped. Yeah, it was my first mod like motor I've ever had. It was so sick. Sick, sick. Yeah, probably still the fastest bike I've ever had to this day, actually. So Mark Hangos, way to go. <laughs> well, if that's that's what you could make those KXs fast. Well, that's what's cool about two strokes, though, too, is you could you could port a cylinder and and massage the motor and, and make the thing fast. You yeah. didn't have to buy camshafts and, and, and valves and, yeah. and all this stuff. All this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, not that I'm a big two stroke guy. I'm way too lazy to ride a two stroke. Way um, too lazy. Dude. Yeah. I, I tried. Those days are done. I tried last year. It was, it didn't go well. Um, which actually speaking of that spurred my love for KTM. Um, so <laughs> that was, did you have that? Did you keep that bike another year after? Um, so I had it going so into. So this was 06, so this going into 06? Going into 06, I was a B rider. And I actually. Hmm, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything there. Yeah, no, I think I just, just did the deal. I was just kind of struggling a little bit. Um, but I got. Uh, I rode one of my buddy's four strokes, uh, Yamaha 250F. Uh, it was like an 05 or something, and then the 06, I believe, came out with the aluminum frame 250F. Yep, yeah. So uh, I got one of those. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I got one of those, did some racing. It was, it was, I liked it right away. It was pretty good. Um, I liked the power. I liked everything about it. Um, dropped a valve about a week in. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Yes. So this, is, so this begins the Cody yes, Williams this I break motorcycle. No, no. You know, let me backtrack to my 85 days. This is a good one. Okay. So brand new KX85, 05, things brand new. I got rims. I got friggin', I got pro circuit graphics. I'm pretty sure I had an ignition cover. Like, I had yes. the deal. This thing was serious. So I, put, I, I buy a twin air filter. I'm at the store. I buy a twin air filter. I'm like, I should change the air filter, you know, like. Fuck, give me the thing, give, give this thing some give, this give this thing some love, you know? So I so I so I take the thing out of the bag, I throw the thing in there, I tighten it on there, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, man, I know there's something like that was on the shelf. It was like oil for the air filter. I'm like, why the hell would I, you know? And I, so I, I think I got a bottle at one point because they like, you know, they sold me the filter and the oil, and I went to spray it, and it was blue, and I'm like. I'm not putting this shit on my filter. Like this thing looks sick. It's tan. Like this thing. By the way, this time I was into freestyle. Like my sh my shit was cut. Yes. Yeah. You could it was see cut. the filter. Yeah, you could see the so filter. The color like, mattered a lot. like I was racing, but I had a spare set of plates. Couldn't do any tricks, but I had the spare rear plates yes. for for stunting. Yeah, I was I was doing stunts. Jake Abbott was like inspiration. Like I was like I was trying to stunt. I can't even imagine yeah. a Joe Cody Williams. I <laughs> so, can't. Do oh, it. oh, it was serious. Oh yeah, Tommy the Tomcat. Clowers bars, chrome <laughs> bar pad with the Tomcat on them. Like, yes. dude, it was crazy. Uh, I cut seat foam at one point. Yeah, dude, it was, oh, man, so, it was so so. Bad. So I throw the air filter in, no oil, obviously, and uh, the race is at Southwick. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm out there trying, you know, clutching it, doing the deal, and uh, things seizes up. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what the hell, you know? So. I have no idea what happened. I just, I think I'm doing good. I'm beating on it. You know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I, I blew it up sick, you know? So I bring it to the, bring it to the shop. I don't, yeah, I, wherever I bring it, bring it to the shop. Uh, they get, they rebuild it and they're like, ah, oh, there was some sand in the air box. Like, you know, what, you know, what the hell are you doing? And you're and going, what like, the hell? I ran a twin air. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I bought the air filter from you guys. Like, what do you mean? Dude? 
you know, what are you talking about? It's better be warranted. Yeah, no, I, but I, you know, I'm, like he said, I'm modest, like I'm this, that, like somebody, <laughs> I get screwed all the time. So I'm like, yeah, it's fine. That's cool. I'll, uh, you know, friggin', I don't know, hold it less wide open. I don't know. So, uh, rebuild the bike, um, throw a, throw a twin air filter in there, head back out. Come on, the, no yes, oil again? No oil again. <laughs> and I blow it up. Again, like quick, you know, obviously very fast. So the motor's destroyed. And then that's when uh, my buddy, my buddy Kevin, who owns Seco Cycle, he comes over. You know, I know him at this time. And he's like, dude, what the hell are you doing to these bikes? Like something's going on. So he, so he takes the air filter off. And he's like, dude, you're sucking dirt hard. And he's like, how, you know, do you not oil it good? And I'm like, oil, you know, I'm, I'm like, I, I didn't put any oil on there. So, um, yeah. So I, so I didn't oil the air filter because I just didn't think that I didn't know, you know. So you know I don't oil my F one fifty filter. Why the hell am I gonna oil this KX eighty five filter? So I so I blew the uh, I blew it up. Um, that's where it started. So then uh, yeah, Yamaha's 06, dropped a valve. It was uh was it was a warranty. There was a defect. Um, so this is the first time I had two bikes. I bought another one. Um, cause I wanted to go to Loretta's bad. That, that's a Cody to... move right there. Blow one up, buy another one. Did it this got a race coming up. Did it this season. Yeah. 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 <laughs> did it this season. Yes. Yeah. I was like, dude, I'm not sitting around waiting for these parts to come in. I need to ride. Like I have to ride. I want to. At this time I'm still in high school. So like I'm trying to get out of school and twist, you know, yeah. I, just, oh, yeah. I was, yeah. I was trying to ride. So, uh, got another one. Um, did, uh, yeah, did whatever the Loretta's qualifier I was trying to do. Um, B class. B class, yep. yep. Um, actually had first, and uh, I did battle Satilia a little bit, but uh, at that at Winchester uh, 06, whatever it was, B class, we did we did have a battle which was sick. Got a brand new YZ250F and somehow had a battle. I don't know how. That is sick. Yeah, he's like a sick man, but it was it was good. Um, so um, anyways, ended up dropping the valve on that one too. So I had two blown up YZs. Same for year, o- same Blue year 06. Up. Yeah, within a couple months. So that was I was pretty bitter about um the Yamahas at that point, but I still rode them, I think, through 06, through 07. Were you bitter about four-stroke? Were you like, no. screw four-stroke? No, no, I was screw Mr. Yamaha. Yeah, screw, okay. You know, the whole deal. Um, so I rode those. Did um, you rebuild them or buy more? Uh, they both got rebuilt. So okay. Yamaha had some recall on the valve train uh, 06, so they both okay. got, um, you know, done. I just missed a lot of riding time, which was a bummer to me, you know, in 11th grade or whatever I was, I was so bummed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to ride. That's all I wanted to do is ride. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, Yamaha era was pretty boring though. It's nothing really too crazy going on there. So when uh, did, made expert on Yamaha though, did you really, didn't, so what year did, what year did you make expert? Um, I won, um, I think Oh seven. No. Yeah. Oh seven. The end of Oh seven point out very end. So started the season Oh eight on, the Yamahas as an expert, and I won the Open A championship. That was the only NAC championship I've like, ever won. So okay, so like four years after you were squirming around in the mud with a Fox T-shirt on. Yeah, dude, that was sick. Yeah, your your talent level is it 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 frustrates me because I don't know, dude. I'm telling you, I was out there every damn day, dude, trying hard. <laughs> like I don't know about the talent, but I I had heart back then. Dude, it's insane. Um, so what number were you back then? Because I actually have always wanted to ask you this. You've changed um, numbers more than any yeah. motocross racer I've ever met. Um, I think so. My KX85, I was number 35, 35Y, uh, same with the KX125, 35Y. And then I changed to 102 on the Yamaha. Okay. 102. 102. And then you were like 12, 122. That was Rakawi's. Yeah. Uh, I changed from 
102 to 122. Cause when I got Cowboys, because uh, Matt Walker was a sick man. Is that like, why yeah, that yeah, is that why, where that yeah. number came from? Yeah. Okay. I actually met him this winter. Not as sick of a man as I thought. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's funny, but he's just like you know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> he's just he's all right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, and then you were 889, 48, back to 889, 889 and 48 at the same time. Um. What? So what's kind of the I've always wondered. I just like, get bored, you know. I just like, I don't, I, dude. I can't even have the same grips on my bike for a long time. I get bored and I have to change them. Like Every, I'm just like I can't hold on to these anymore. I want to change. I need something different, you know. New bar setup, new something. I just don't even like it, you know. Every time I open my Snapchat, it's a new story of new number plate graphics. And yeah. Sometimes they're 48. Sometimes they're 889. It's like, dude. How many limited decal graphic sets does this yeah, can go dude, through? I feel a year? bad. Tyler is like, dude, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't even. He just. He just does it. He goes along with. It. He's gone on with it for years. It's crazy that he that he puts up with me. But nice yeah. kid, you know. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, man. he's a nice he, kid. He, he did my graphics this year. This is oh, the first time I had. You're an LD rider. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. Hey, yeah. all right. Yeah, he hooked me up actually. Oh, uh, yeah. I uh, I was one through nine designs for a long time. Also nice it, kid. It, I love Chris. Yeah. And I felt really bad, but. Tyler gave us gave me a deal because yeah. it was through you and through Kyle and that mm-hmm. whole deal. So I ran the cool. limited. So awesome. I think they look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, two good graphics companies. So yeah, yeah cool. So, Very sick. So how your first Cowie was an 08 or an 09? 09. Uh, it was uh it was an O it was actually an 07. I got it in 08. Okay. Um, so new or used? It was it was new. Okay. It was new. Left they were over. new. Yeah. So the Cowies were this was like the bulk of the career, I think, was 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 kind of cowy. I rode those for a while. I had, I think, four of them. This is where, this is a good, so uh, this is where the, the cowy story. We're getting into the good stuff. The we're Cowie, half hour in, but we, we might go more than an hour. Yeah, but. the cowy story is is pretty good. Um, So I got a, yeah, I got a, a new cowy, I think, in 08, I think. I got a new cowy. And hey, can you get me one? Yes. Yeah, all right, thank you. He's just going to take a run to the fridge real quick, uh, replenish, you know. Um, Yeah, the line and Krugels. Um, yeah, I got a brand new, brand new Cowie uh, 08. Started the NEC season. I was pretty diehard NEC for quite a few years. I think um, NESC was bigger back then. Well, yeah, I haven't been recently. I, I haven't really been as much. Um, I still, you know, follow it, you know, a, a decent amount. And respect the guys that do it. But yeah, it's it was it seemed to be just like it was more even before Maybe I was Maybe not in. bigger, but just more sickos. Like the whole gate was sick. It was like it was like the main event this year at every round. Like it was stacked. <laughs> yeah, it was it it was pretty serious. Um, so I did um, I did uh get so when I got the cowies, I realized I got to put in more more work than what I'm what I'm currently putting in, which I was I was riding, but it wasn't it wasn't enough, you know. Did, did so, you graduate high school in 07? Is this the year you I graduated, graduated in 08. 08. Okay. I graduated in 08. Um, so the cowie year was when you graduated. so yeah I grad so when I graduated I got I got a new I got uh two cowies I got two new cowies. Um, on the Team Green program, got the got the refund on the deal, yes. and you know the deal. I used it. So, anyways, I I got the card and I got out of high school and I'm like, I you know went you know I did the summer deal, I did the NESC thing, you know nothing spectacular, I just raced the A class and uh, I was, you know it was okay. I won the championship in 08, and then uh, I was like I got to do something because you know in the 250A and the whatever the 450A I was getting smoked, so I was like you know I got to. So you, be, you won 250A and you're getting smoked in 450A? No, I, I won the Open A championship. Um, me and Scary Guy had a serious, serious <laughs> battle all season. But, the the I mean, he was a sick man and he would do good in the 450 class. But in the 
250A class, I just couldn't do anything, not even like crack the top 10. I couldn't do anything. So I was like to be, and I wanted to be a pro. Like I was like, I want to be a pro. So to race those guys and to get better, I knew I had to do something. Um, so that winter after I won the championship, I, um, took the two Cowies, the Cowie contingency money from the deal. And I had actually worked all summer, uh, for a union contracted, um, construction company. So I had saved up, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you guys. So I had about, I had about 10 grand, Come had, had $10,000, a green Ranger standard that I'd blown the training in a couple times and two Cowies. So I said, screw this. I'm out of here. I'm going to Florida. So I go on Facebook, do the deal. Hey, anyone got any rooms, this, that, Florida, I'm trying to twist. Uh, this girl, Brooke, her and her brother, I don't know, you guys probably remember Chris Shara. He was a big, uh, big hitter. You, do you remember him? Big hitter back in the day, B class. What number Six, was he? Uh, 419 on a Suzuki 250F. He was like the Winchester hero before. I don't think I remember him. Dude, this kid was serious. He was like the original New England like whipper. He was whipped out. Really? Oh yeah. Anyways, bad. He fell into a bad path. Uh, we hope he's doing good at this time. <laughs> unknown. Um, unknown. Yeah. Um. Um. But anyways. Uh. Yeah. His his sister used to race, and uh, she was down there with her boyfriend, and um, they had a room, and um, so I went down there, lived with them. She she rode, he rode, and uh, it was cool. And we had a motocross house. Uh, garage was packed full of bikes. Um, my race bike stayed in the living room, which was tight. Uh, and yeah, I did the, did the whole winter there. So that 10 grand went really, really fast. Yeah. Uh, I had never lived on my own. I had never, you know, I, I didn't know anything. So every season I got down there and I just would go riding, you know, I'd go to Pax track pay. I'd go to hard rock pay, Bostwick pay, go race. Uh, I think they were called the winter Ams. I did a couple of those. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was crazy. I ended up, um, I ended up having somehow I, I acquired another Cowie, so I, I did have three at the time when I was down there. Two fifty Fs. Two fifty Fs, three of them. Yeah, so I had three of them, and you know they were they wear the chain out. I just take a chain off the other one. They would, a clutch <laughs> would fry. I just take it out of the other one. So I was down to about no money and one bike. And finally, I, I had no money to ride at any of the local tracks. So I found a Walmart down the street that had some land in the back. And um, I just carved out my own track in the field. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this yeah. is over the course of one winter. Yeah, this is over the course of one winter. Went through three three Cowie two fifty Fs, ten grand, and so th that goes along with the struggles that we all have of motocross is cheese. So went through all my cheese, had no money, so just went and uh, made a track behind Walmart and just started ripping it. No one said anything, so people actually started showing up. Uh, Jared DeWolf was down there, another good NESC guy. Yeah. He was down there. He went to Flagler College, which I lived in St. Augustine, so he was real close by. Uh, we rode together quite a bit. Um, there was Throughout the course of the winter, there was just tons of New England guys that were, you know, pop down, pop back out. You know, it was it was crazy. So it was a, it was a fun winter, um, but it was definitely a learning experience for me that, you know, real life uh, stuff, like, you know, dirt biking was one thing, but that was like a life you know, a life lesson for me that... <laughs> well, it is, but it's something you'll never forget. I mean, you're 18 years old, you have 10 grand, and you rode all winter. Like that, uh, All winter, so yeah. Sick. Yeah, I don't I don't regret it. Um, I, I don't know if I can talk about it, but uh, my um, the kid that I lived with um, was the bouncer at the bars, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was a bouncer at the bar. So, you know, I, I would go, I could, you know, I was young, but I could go riding and then he would work the bars. Um, you know, he'd work both of them. So one night we'd go to, you know, one down the street and I could get in and everything was cool. I could hang out with chicks and, you know, do whatever, <laughs> which was sick. It was just like a crazy time, you know, which is really fun. Cause he, he was a bouncer. So all the other ones obviously knew that I was with him and they would just would let me in. I was, you know, it was really fun. So that's just funny. a good, man. Uh, those are the times that you just wish you could live again. Yeah. It was really, really fun, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I didn't even like, I didn't party or do anything back then. I just, I was just, just there to hang out, you know? Yeah. Hang but, out with chicks. Yeah. Hang out with chicks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The chicks were sick. So <laughs> that was fun. I lived on my, I lived on my air mattress for whatever it was, six months I was there. And, uh, so I, <laughs> so yeah, my, uh, finally my track got busted, uh, uh, at Walmart, I had, I had no money left. Um, and all three cowies were blown up two rods to the case and one valve snapped. So we decided to pack it up, head to Massachusetts. And, um, so I think it was April right before NESC was going to start. I don't know what that might've been. Oh nine or whatever. And, um, yep. and, uh, yeah, I couldn't race. I <laughs> couldn't race. So on, on the way home, in the Ranger, three Cowie 250Fs, and I think I made it to about Virginia. It was like 2 in the morning, ran out of gas, had to drain the Cowies of their gas, throw no. it in the Oh, yeah, dude, I was so <laughs> broke. I had to drain all three Cowies to make it to like a gas station. Had my aunt give me her credit card for gas. Like It, was, it got dude. really, really hairy there for a little bit. Yeah, the Cowies were. Um, I definitely got faster, but I think I, I did realize again that I thought I was doing the right things, but you know, by going out and doing stuff and just riding by myself, it really wasn't what I needed. You know, right. when there's other kids staying at MTF or whatever the case may be, you didn't have a program. You were just, I didn't have a laps. program. I'm yeah. just doing laps, trying to learn how to whip and like, you know, just unnecessary stuff, you know, do tricks. Well, you got that part down. Ugh, it's, it's not enough. You know? <laughs> Come on. It wasn't enough. It's all about looking good. If you can't is, beat him, yeah. dazzle. Oh, oh yeah. Still to this day, I'll rather be if I yeah, I'd rather be fifteenth and look cool than be fifth and oh, yeah. be you know yeah. be like. Dude, yeah. You get more not to blow you, but you get more cheers. <laughs> you, you get. You, <laughs> Cody just spit a line in Kugels all over the floor. Um, you get more cheers in tenth place, like last year. Or what year? What was the year Kyle helped you at the main state? Uh, yeah, that was last year. Last so that year, was, uh, sixteen. You, you were, you crashed off the start in your 250F, and you never left the rev limiter the whole way around the freaking track. You were Ugh. scrubbing everything, and you got up to like tenth place or something, and you people were lining the fences to see you go by in tenth place. And yeah. dude, it, it was so sick. You you rode that thing so hard. You came in and there was antifreeze everywhere. You overheated oh, yeah. it just from riding yeah. it. I think that's another thing. It's like uh, that last race we did, uh, the main event, Grant, obviously the two-stroke race was going to be big. And he could have, I mean, there was, there's 10 other guys that could do good in that race, that race NEC every weekend, race for him and stuff. But it's more like if you're in 10th, and people are watching you, it's still good, you know. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, still, it's still a good advertisement for them. How are um, Chad Reed's cheers when he's in 10th? You know, like, yeah. that's the same idea. Right, yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, yeah, it, it was it was good. Yeah, yeah, That so you got, well, you got that part down. So, did you get, did you get rid of those 08 calories or did you fix them? Uh, so I had, at one point I had an 07, an 08, an 09, and a 10. 
All so, 250? So when I got home, I had it. Yeah, I got a new 10, all 250Fs. And then, um, yeah, eventually, like, fixed them, sold them, lost a lot of money. Uh, that started the... That started the I get it now how much money this actually this sport actually is you know it's crazy because I had never done I didn't play sports in high school I didn't do anything like that I just uh, I just rollerbladed that's all I did was rollerblade <laughs> so I was a uh, rollerblader up until I was a dirt biker and rollerblades were cheap you know uh, <laughs> parts were cheap everything was cheap but that's literally all I did and then um, I got into dirt bike and that's when it kind of hit me was uh you know, holy shit, uh, you know, I need some cheese or else this isn't going to work. And, and Cody at 28, 28 yep. can still do like flares and shit on rollerblades. Yeah, I can. Every now I and then an Instagram blade. video will drop and Cody's backflipping something I'm over, on rollerblades. I'm, I'm overdue. I got to get back on the blades for sure. <laughs> so sick. <I'm> itching. <laughs> there used to be a skate park where we're sitting right now. Really? Yes. 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 Half pipe, spine ramp, whole deal. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We're sitting at Cody's dad's garage. Um, So... Okay, so the Cowiera, that was number 122. Yeah, uh, yeah, number 122. That was when the tw- the 12 came in at one point. Um, that was I just... remember you on the 12. That's the first time I think I remember seeing you. Was really? Yeah. I only yeah. I only, was it at Southwick? That's literally like I'm pretty sure I only had that number for like two races. Any it was taken by um somebody. I wanted to be that number. Just my friend John's football number was 12, and he was just my best friend. So I was like. It'd be kind of tight if I, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why I did that, but they, uh, it was taken. So I had, to, I just wanted a low number too. All the cool guys had low numbers. I was like, shit, I want a championship. Like I want a low number, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you know? put the twelve on yeah, there. Yeah, and then they, they denied me. So then, um, so Tyler <laughs> had to remake graphics again. <laughs> so it was we, still Tyler back then. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I started. Well, no, I think I started with Tyler in uh, 2011 when I went to Loretta's. Okay. All right. So I remember. I think one of the first races I remember, because I didn't go to 207 a lot or anything. I think I remember in 12, you got a foot peg through your ignition cover on your Cowie. You were number 122. I'm pretty sure you got a foot peg through the ignition cover, and you were so sick till that happened. Where was that? 207, I think. I don't recall. I don't remember. It definitely happened. Yeah. Well, I do remember. I just don't remember what the circumstances were. Well, Why it, that happened. it made me feel the exact same thing happened to me on my 2010 Cowie. Um, so I was like, oh, I know that feeling. But I remember watching you in 12, and I was like, what a sicko. And then was it 13 that you had the Hondas and the Fox gear and the uh, – I still, I still had a Cowie. Uh, I must have just been riding it that day. I actually got Hondas in 11 when I went to Loretta's. That's when I went to Loretta's and got my pro license and that's when that whole so, deal happened. So you went to Loretta's. I didn't I didn't even know you actually went. Yeah. Okay. That's how that's how I got it. Um so so you qualified in so these this was Honda's and Fox Gear, like Jimmy Dakotas Junior. Yeah. So yeah. um what what actually happened was I did um there's a pretty good story of how I got to Loretta's if you want me to touch yeah, on it. Yeah, go ahead. Man. Okay. <laughs> as long as you're cool with staying more than an hour here. Yeah, totally. Uh, um so I, so the uh, area qualifier was obviously Winchester. Um, I think something happened. I blew my bike up or something happened, so I didn't qualify. So I'm like, shit, I need to go to Loretta's. I want it because that's how you got your pro license at the time. I think you you could accumulate some kind of points, or and you had to go to a lot of races to accumulate that. And that goes back to the money thing. I was like, I can't be traveling all around doing all these crazy races. You know, there was a couple of guys doing it at the time. I, I just I was like, or you can go to Loretta's. And in any A class or pro sport or um, whatever it was called, 
if you got a top 20, you automatically got it. So I was like, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket, concentrate on three races the entire year and just get it. Because that was a goal I had since I was 16, since I got my bike. So That's I was like, um, it's hard to do. Yeah. Hard I'm just like, lessons. I was just like, you know, it was, it would, you know, for some people, they're just like, it's easy. They're super, they're super talented or some, somebody like Jimmy or just anybody. They're like, they got bigger goals. My goal was just to get it. I just wanted to get it. So, um, I was like, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket and I'm going to try to go to Loretta's and get this bro license done, uh, in 2011. So I went to Winchester. I, I, I think I blew up a Cowie. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, uh, get in there. So I was like, you know, what's the next one? There was one in Elizabeth city, North Carolina, I think it is. Um, and it was also an East coast. So we would have gone to the same regional and obviously how it works is you go to an area, then you got to go to regional and then that qualifies you for Loretta. So I went to North Carolina and I'm on, you know, I'm on the way there. I had to go, I was out of school. So I, uh, let's say I had work or something. Cause I was, I was under the gun to get there. We were, we were rushing to get there. So we're on our way and, uh, we get to Virginia. It's like three in the morning. Practice was going to start, whatever it was, 730. And like, we were going to arrive at like 715, if no traffic. So we're going down, I'm driving, my buddy's in the passenger seat sleeping. And, um, I'm, I'm wide. Like I am pinned. Right? Like <laughs> We were driving, like, I don't even know what we had for a truck. It was like a, um, Denali. Like it was, it was pretty, like it had a chip, like it was pretty souped up and we're pinned, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm pinned. Awesome. So, um, I think, so we got to the Chesapeake Bay bridge tunnel and, um, I'm like, dude, there can't, there's gonna be no cops on this thing. Obviously it's three o'clock in the morning and like, it's a bridge. There's no way. So I'm wide open going through the tunnel. I come out of the tunnel and I, I'm going up a hill. So I'm probably doing like, I don't know, 110. Like I'm going pretty fast. And, um, <laughs> sure enough, a cop pulls me over cop. I rip by the cop and I see him. He throws his lights on. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so screwed. So he pulls me over instantly brings me out of the car right away, brings me out of the car. So he's like, telling me, you know, telling me a story of all these people that are racing this, that, and the other thing gives me the whole spiel. Um, so I'm, so I'm telling him I'm, I'm on the way to a race, like we're late, like blah, blah, blah. Like I'm super sorry, this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, I should arrest you. I sh you know, this, that, and the other thing. And, um, I didn't really realize how serious Virginia was until later on, but, um, he, uh, he let me go, uh, whatever it was, 110 and a 55. So that was a heavy, heavy, he gave you a fine or, or he just gave let me a you go court date. Yeah. Court date. Didn't arrest me. Don't know why didn't arrest me Dude, for 110 wow. yeah so i go so i go to um so i go to elizabeth city and um i think uh yeah i so i qualified for uh the area there um pro uh open pro sport 250 pro sport whatever it was um so that was good just to put this in perspective this is like seven years after you started riding and you're you're qualifying for the loretta's in the a class yeah this is 2011 it's so, insane so that was good. So I was so I was happy with that. So I qualify. Um, yeah, I was down there. Robbie Marshall was down there, so we got to hang out because I knew he was from here, and we were like the only ones from up here. So I got to make friends with him then. Uh, that was nice um, to have you know another local New England guy that I've looked up to since I was had the uh, fox, fox <laughs> the fox t-shirt <laughs> on. Um, so that was cool. Um, met a friend. Um, you know, did, uh, did some racing qualified, came home. Um, and then I had, I had court, uh, I had court down in Virginia and it was the week before or a week and a half before the regional, which was in Pennsylvania. Okay. So I had to go 
I had to go down, you know, I had to fly down to, to court. So I flew down and, um, they give me, they give me 12 days in jail. So I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> no. yes. So I'm thinking to myself, dude, I'm going to miss the regional. Like this can't happen. That's your thought. I'm going yes. to jail. Yes. Shit, I'm going to miss the regional. Yes, I'm going to miss the regional. I'm <laughs> bummed. So, <laughs> so I'm like, shit, this sucks. And so I had a lawyer obviously, because I heard Virginia was very serious. So the lawyer, um, the lawyer is like, Hey, no, um, you know, you only got to do 50% of your jail time in Virginia. I'm like, that's a weird rule. So anyways, six, so six days. So I had to go, so just, just then and there, I had to get, gave my mom my cell phone. Um, that was the, they took me shoelaces. Got, I didn't get an orange jumpsuit, got a blue one. And, uh, <laughs> that was me dude, six days. So I was in there. This is where it starts the back problems. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Hard as a rock board. Like Dude, it was crazy in there. It was the cra- Virginia prison is not fun. Like you don't want that at all. That is no insane. one wants that. I've seen some stuff there. So, so I was in there, dude. Lived on nothing but the peanut butter cookies for friggin' six days. One Trans World magazine, Ben Townley on the cover. That's I, all they would give me. They had to sign every page because, like, you know, make sure nothing sketchy was going on. Um. So, anyways, I, I got out. On a Friday morning, my mom had a flight set up for me to fly to Pennsylvania for the regional, and they had somehow gave my bike to some, uh, I don't remember who brought my bike, but somebody brought my bike there. And um, so I flew there, got picked up in the morning, went to the race, <laughs> and um, it was a mutter, such a mutter, and had a big, huge battle with um, uh, another New England guy, Austin Phelps. Me and him both qualified. Uh, for whatever both classes it was, the 250A Open Pro Sports, so we both got, I think we went like five, fifth and sixth or something, so that was fun, and uh, got that done. So that was nice after being in jail. I was, man, I was, fresh, dude, I was stiff. I was, dude, I was stiff. I was out of it. Like, I was just like, it was, it was crazy. I like came out into the world, and I was like, you know, I was like, holy shit, like, can we go to lunch? You know, like, <laughs> dude, can I just go anywhere I want right now? You know? Uh, so yeah, my, uh, it was nuts. Like that was a crazy experience. I can't believe people do years in there and then come out. It's nuts. Like I almost felt like I didn't even belong anymore. Like you know, <laughs> like dude, put me back in there. Dude. Guys got PTSD. Yeah, dude. I was like, put me back in there. You know. Oh, that is funny. So you qualify for Loretta's. Uh huh. And so Loretta's is forty rider gates, right? Yes. So yep. you had to get twentieth or top twenty. Yeah. yeah three so motos. so an um. So I had the Cowies. So I had uh, I had a full race bike built for Loretta's. You know, I obviously my dad I think uh, gave me some cheese, and um, I got a full motor built, and it was it was sick. It was so fast. I was like, holy crap! Like I'm gonna get a whole shot. Like I'm 100%. Like <laughs> you know I'm, I'm in here, dude. <laughs> so I thought it would be sick. So I rode that a couple times, and then um, I was riding my practice bike the week before Loretta's, and it dropped a valve crashed like had a big crash i forget what i i don't know i think my shoulder i had got surgery on it um uh the year before that was another story but uh got surgery on that so anyways crashed up my shoulder again had a blown up bike um and then i was like shit i really want to practice before loretta so i was like i'll just ride the race bike a couple times no worries right drop a valve on the race bike the day before i'm supposed to leave for loretta's i'm like shit what am i gonna do now so um my dad's like, dude, I'm literally, I have no, like, I can't give you money. I can't, like, I can try to get you parts. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, and even buying a new bike would have sucked. Cause like, you know, I could have, it's just, it just would have sucked. So 
um, one of my buddies, Kevin, who owned Seco Cycle at the time, uh, knew my predicament and went to the Honda shop and bought me a Honda 450. He was like, you shouldn't be on 250Fs. You need a 450. You're qualified for Open Pro Sport. You need a 450. So he bought it, brought it to my house. Gives me a really? Honda. Four, yes, gives me a Honda 450. Wow. So I'm like, holy shit, this is sick. However, I've never ridden a 450 before. Right. And, and I have to Loretta's, go to Loretta's. The, the best amateurs in the world. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm I'm still I'm hanging out with Jimmy at the time. Jimmy Dakota uh, lived lives pretty close to me. Lives like 10, 15 minutes from me. Um, and he's like, oh Willie, I got a pipe for that thing, <laughs> you know. So Jimmy gives me a pipe. I get Ziggy does the suspension that day, and uh, so I got a brand new Honda 450 2011 with pipe uh, from Jimmy and suspension. So I was stoked, like I was fired that up. That is so sick. Yeah. So um, me, my buddy John, um, we go down to Loretta's borrowed motorhome, <laughs> like dude, hurting, hurting, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was crazy riding the 450 for the first time. So it was like a whole different. It, it wasn't as bad as going from an 80 to a big bike, but it was it was crazy for me. Obviously, you guys, you probably it's done a it too, big right? Deal, dude. Yeah, I can't ride a 450. Yeah, like, it's I'm insane. so slow on one, dude. Yeah, I, I didn't feel fast at all. I was like this, and I, my like I like to rev the bike when I ride it a lot, and so the 450 was really weird for me to, you know, because you can't rev it. It just doesn't work. You can't right. ride it that way. The no. chassis doesn't even work. It just, when chassis you doesn't work. The suspension doesn't work. Nothing works like that. You really have to. I'm kind of got it figured out now, like years later. Um, but it's still, I still, I still rev it. It's it's tough. So um, those don't suit my style really. Um, but I figured it out. I got a 16th overall in the Open Pro Sport at Loretta's, so that was plenty good enough for the pro license. So that was awesome. Dude, um, that's a big deal. Like it was, it was huge for me. For me, it was huge. Um, I, I can't even stress. Like my bib is still hanging above my bed. The jersey that I got heat stroke at Loretta's in is dude, that was it was bad. That was bad too. I had to get yeah, it was that was not a good scene for me, dude. I thought I was dying. But <laughs> was that third moto? Uh it was second again? moto, I had to race again. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah. But I, I had like a day break, but it was oh dude, it took everything out of me. It was crazy. I crashed on the last lap. It was so hot, like had like a one one PM moto crashed last lap after trying so hard to pass everybody and then i sprint over to the bike pick it up and then finish the lap i was dead dude i I couldn't see dude i couldn't hear i was i was messed up um but yeah i finished um i don't even remember what my motor scores were they were like 2019 15 or something 16th overall it was pretty good so i was more than pumped on it there was like some there was like some good guys um in there at the time. Well, yeah, know? 11 Pro Sport. I mean, that would have been like Jason Anderson, one, um, I think. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Um, I think like even like, I, I don't remember who was in it. There, yeah. there, was, some, there was some serious. That's a huge. There well, was some class serious back dudes then. So Pro Sport now is a 25 plus class. But back then, Pro Sport was like the A class. That was the yeah, big class. Was, yeah, they changed cool. the names I, all the time. But I, Yeah, it was crazy. I think, um, yeah, it was nuts. It was, it was a crazy class. Like that, it was. That's insane that you were able to do that. Man, that's that's why. So you get your pro license. So yeah, I got my pro license, and then um, since then it's been like no real, no real progress. <laughs> since then, um, I've done I've I try to do a bunch of nationals. I've probably done like ten, um, to no avail. But um, it's been fun. Uh, just like anything, just, I probably never would have gone. I've never gone on vacation, so I probably never would have gone to Florida. 
uh, if I didn't do, you know, motocross, I, I, you know, I got to go to Pennsylvania to try to qualify for nationals. I went to Bud's Creek a couple of times, which was super fun. Um, so basically it, it was worth, the whole thing was worth it just to go places that I never would have been. Cause obviously going to the tracks, you travel, you stop, you do stuff. And it was places I've never would have seen people I never would have met. Um, you know, gone places with my friends, which was really cool. So just the whole experience in itself, um, in getting outside of new England, which I mean, I love racing here, but getting outside of new England was, uh, different. Um, the dirt was really different. Everything was different about it, you know? So it was a good experience all around. Yeah, the cool thing about motocross, man, the people you meet, like the, mm-hmm. the stuff you get to do, the people you get to meet, and and the way people are, just because you share the same sport, it's like nothing I've ever even seen before. You know, there's people who are all into these other sports, and 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 like I can't even imagine my life without motocross, because I've never, I've never amounted to anything. I won a local B championship at Canaan, but like. You built a 96K five, right? What was that? 97. 97. Split fire get, replica. Yeah, it's so tight. Yeah, you, I'll show you. Yeah. I got pictures yeah. of the build. I'll have to show you. Um, yeah. Talk about money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I, I've probably spent – I can't even imagine what you've spent. I've probably spent over 100 grand racing yeah. between well, bikes and – So the year that I went to Loretta's, um, we spent $58,000. That year? That year. Just that year. Oh. Just that season. That was just that's just a number. And, and we, we still kept, had to ride a different bike. Yeah, yeah. So we, we did we kept records of that um, just to see like what it, what it actually did cost. And that was doing three races. I literally I did some NEC, but I didn't focus on it that year. I, I just hopped around, did a couple races just to stay sharp, uh, just to get some gate drops. Um, I practiced a lot of starts um, and worked out. But yeah, like it was it was it was a lot of money. It was sixty almost sixty grand, you know. It's a lot of money, you know. Yeah, that's insane. It's a, it's a lot of money, so I get it. These there's so many kids that are racing that are so fast, but they don't have any cheese. It's the same story since you know forever. Yeah. If you don't have cheese, you know everyone everyone says it. You know he oh he'd be so good if it. But there are some good guys that came from no cheese. So yeah, it happens. I mean you, James Stewart was one of them. Yeah, he had no cheese. Yeah. You know now he's got cheese. Yeah. So he. <laughs> did you ever hear the story when James Stewart went to the track and they said uh, they said. Oh, we don't race Negroes here because he was a little kid just starting racing. Oh, His dad goes, well, that's good because we're here to race dirt bikes. <laughs> it's just – it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't even imagine dude. them driving around. James Stewart, like as a multimillionaire. Yeah. Who knows where he is now? I can't believe they said that too. Yeah, I know, dude. It's and nuts. this would have been like 1999? Yeah. In 98? So and they nuts. were still – he lives down south. It's, yeah. They're, they're still kind of like that down I know, there. I know. It's nuts, dude. Um, I'm not into that whole thing. It's dude, not like, at dude, all. It's just like whatever. Not, I know? love his dad's response. We're not here to race Negroes. We're here to race that's dirt what, That's funny that he said that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I, cool. It is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. It, it's it's pretty wild. Um, I guess that'll bring us to – I think I met you in 13. Did you still have the Hondas in 13? Yeah, yeah. You still had, had the Fox gear. Was that the burn blasting video, that – Era. Yeah, that was 12. 12, 13. 12, 12 or 13 was okay. uh, Burn Blasters Volume 1. Okay, yeah, the original Burn <laughs> the original Blaster. Burn these, Blasters, these, yep. these people copying ain't got nothing. But um, <laughs> Gabe Guterres on a KX85. Yes, yeah. Um, he is. He has changed, dude. He is dude, taller than me. Dude, insane. He is. He listens not, to the show. I, does he? Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah, shit, yeah, nice kid, too. So I want to have him on. Oh, yeah, he needs it. Yeah, yeah. So... I didn't realize your story was so, like, serious. <laughs> yeah, like, it's insane, you that's know? That's funny. Because I, I met you in, like, 13. Yeah, Burn Blasters. That's when I was kind of, like, I was trying, but it was, like, 
once again, it's like you got to do something different to be better, to yeah. get better. Yeah. You know, like you peak and then it, it really happens. You peak and then you kind of you, plateau. You plateau. It's like, and then what are you going to do to go to the next step? Are you willing to go to the next step or are you, are you not? Like, what do you, you know, what do you do? Unless you're some guy like John Dowd who's just like naturally really, really talented, you know, what do you do? It's hard. So, so, so that question still remains. I don't know what I would have done differently yeah. to, to qualify for nationals. I don't know. Maybe some people have it. Some people don't. I don't know. Did you yeah. ever? Did you ever try to race a supercross? Uh, no, I did. Um, stay. So basically, after I lived in Florida, I've gone down every every well up until the last few years. I'm, I've kind of gotten out of it the last you know four years or so. But before that, when I was racing seriously, I would go down to Florida um, for at least a couple weeks every year. But one year, I think it was 13, that I went down there um, with the intent. I was like, I want to race a Supercross. Because I, I was kind of more of like a jumper, more of like, you know, I like timing, you know, until recently on the ramp. Uh, but <laughs> but I liked all that stuff. I like rhythm sections. Whoops, I love Supercross. I thought it was so sick. So um, I did get, I got Supercross suspension on a 250F Honda. And it was for Supercross, yeah. Ziggy, Ziggy hooked me up. Uh, it was, it was sick. So I went, I went down to Florida and stayed at Tom Parsons' house, and he had a Supercross oh, track. Oh no shit! Yeah, it was sick. Uh, nice, nice guy too. This was pre um, him winning anything, pretty much. He was a he, nobody at one yeah, point. No, yeah, no. Yeah, it's crazy because he isn't a nobody anymore, and he's still the most nice, humble. He's an awesome guy. Family's awesome. His brother, his dad, they welcomed me in like. Like just you know no problem just like Jimmy's parent you know Jimmy's dad was the same way uh, when he was alive he he's just a nice guy welcomed everybody in um, you know me included which it was awesome um, anybody needed to help help with uh, whatever it was whether it was like life uh, riding anything he was just always willing to lend a hand which is really cool so Tom's parents were the same way and um, I went down there and he had a supercross track so you know I started off slow and just you know would double stuff and roll through the whoops and whatever and then you know you can't be around Tom. those of you who know Tom Parsons know you can't be around him without getting talked into stuff so eventually I'm jumping all the jumps and tripling the rhythm sections and then we get done one night and he's got a full ramp paradise obviously and he's like yeah let's jump some ramps you know for fun and I'm like oh I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know if I'm a ramp rider. So he talks me into hitting – he had like a 77-foot ramp to dirt or whatever. First time I hit, I'd never hit a ramp before. I had no clue how much traction you would actually get. And I gave it – did exactly what he said, but I gave it just – and didn't lean forward at all. Leaned back, looped out, threw no. the – oh, yeah, <laughs> threw the bike away. <laughs> threw the bike away. Landed perfectly, though. Down, Slid down the tranny. I'm like, all right, I got it, I got it. So next time I came around, same speed, but just leaned forward, laced it. And, um, yeah, we rode ramps that whole – I ended up staying for like a month, month and a half. Uh, we So we would ride Supercross every day. Um, his dad would drop the gate. We would just do laps on the Supercross track. Me, it ended up being like me, Tom, and Pacone, Mike Pacone. That's so uh, That sick. was a, Mike, Mike's last year of Supercross, I think, too. Uh, Tom did a couple Supercrosses, qualified for some night shows. Um so we rode supercross motos. We did we did we did ramps. Um, we did it all. It was so fun. But no, I never ended up getting. You had to get a fifteenth or better at Loretta's for a supercross license, and I got a sixteenth. Oh, it's so a different license. It's a different license. Okay. So uh, I, I so I never acquired that. So I didn't actually race any supercrosses. It's um, sick to the. 
the ability you have to have to ride around a supercross track though. It, it was not it's sick yeah, that you, you were able to do that. It was fun. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I enjoyed supercross. It was fun. I just took my time with it. You know, I didn't um I didn't rush it. Like I wasn't forced. I wasn't on a team like right. you know, forced to go ride supercross and I'm I'm not riding with Forkner like, you know, forced to go fast or no, I just took my time. You know, I took it took me a couple weeks, I jumped all the jumps and then started building speed. So it worked out good. Um you know. Yeah. Stayed, uh, stayed not injured and um, I had fun. It was a really, really good time. How, um, how did you meet? Aren't you friends with like Joey Savacci and and Cooper Webb? Um, I've never, I've, I've met, I've met Cooper. Um, I, I, I've, yeah, I've met Cooper a couple of times just through like Jimmy and stuff. Nice kid. Um, but uh, Joey and Dakota, I met at. Um, I've done minios a couple times, and I met them down there. They were just we, they're a little younger than me, but uh, or you know around the same you know gotcha. around the same age group, and uh, so we, you know we would all hang out when we were done racing. And um, Joey's really busy with racing right now. Obviously, he's like on pro oh, circuit yeah. and doing yeah. really really he's good. Right but there. Uh, yeah. I mean Dakota, uh, Dakota too. He's obviously sick. He did really good. But me and Dakota keep in touch. We talk pretty much every day. So um, me and Dakota are still really good friends. Um, he grew up racing at my local track, he did? Derby. Really? Vermont. Yep. Yeah. He used to ride a RM85 in the 250 class. Well, 125 class. Yep. And uh, 250B is what he'd ride on his 80. He would ride with long johns on because he was training for Loretta. So he'd race like 90 degree days in Vermont with long johns on and be in like second place in the 250B class. It was insane, and That's so nuts. I saw that kid ride every weekend because yeah. I was at Derby every single weekend back then. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's crazy to see where he's gone because yeah, he's we always awesome. thought he had it, but then he'd go to Loretta's and he'd he'd get smoked. So yeah. he really came a long way in a short period of time. Yeah, it's awesome. I think he had one good year. He did a uh, good. He had um. He almost beat Cianciarulo. Super minis, one right? Year. Yeah, Super, Super minis. Mini. Yeah, that's yeah, when, that's him, when Webb, uh, and Cianciarulo. I think that's when Red Bull uh, stuck their neck out and gave him some support, which kind of started kicking things off for him, yep. which is cool for him. Yeah. But yeah, he has this year even uh, on the I think the Rocky Mountain KTM team. Yeah. I think he got um. Yep. He had some good rides. Yeah. He. Oh, he is. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, he was consistently top. Another New England guy, by the way. Yeah. Which from is Jay Vermont. Yeah, which is sick. Um, he was consistently. 15th to 20th in the 450 Nationals this year, which yeah, is, which is so incredible. It. it was so cool. Yeah, um, I'm he's impressed. Had, he's had a bad bout with a few knee injuries and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but if he can stay healthy, man, mm-hmm. he's 15th in the 450 class is no joke. So no, it's not who joke. knows what will go for him. Yeah, but, he even had a good uh, season. Last year he raced a full season in Canada uh, in the lights class. Yeah, and he, he won a couple overalls. Yeah, he did really good. I yeah. think, um, there was another guy up there that was really fast too. Dylan Epstein was up uh, there, yep. American. Yep. So there was, there was a couple guys that Josh were... Josh Osby. Yep. Yep. I think you've even raced him before. I, I think so. He yeah. Around here. Yeah. Around here. Yeah. 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 Nice kid. Yeah. Um, so let me think. So 23rd, what was the race you were suicide shipped in like Ryan Dungey? Um, I think that was the race I met you at. I think that might have been Main State, uh, 2000 and probably 13. 13. Was like the okay. ending of my Honda. I don't even. That was, oh, was that okay. The time you that were was when wheels? I, that was when I pretty much. That's like right when I pretty much got out of it. 13 was pretty much the end for me. Yeah. Uh, parent like dad shut me off fully, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was thir- 13. But yeah, I did the Main State. You, um, you were shifting. You were number 48 on the 
450 yeah, 48. and 889 so, on so the, the number 48 came. came um loretta's they you know you don't get to pick your number they gave me number 48 has to be two digits has to be two digits so anyways my first so and i liked the number 48 because uh there's four letters in my first name and eight in my last so i was like dude that works dude i'm gonna run that and it looked cool so i was like and i did good at loretta's i did good at loretta's i was like dude i'm I'm gonna run it so i ran it for a while and then when i got my pro license they gave me number 889 and i was born in august of 89 so i was like dude that works too Oh, okay so i was like dude these work like i'm gonna run this so so now i run 889 yeah i I run i run the 889 now I, i just got sick of lettering jerseys it's like dude these things ain't cheap, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I met you. I walked up to you as a fan because your style on a, on a dirt bike is like – I know you're modest, but it's like nothing I've ever – there's dudes that, yeah, they'll beat you in a race, but you look way sicker. Thank so, you. Yeah, dude. It's, so I walked up to you as a fan in 13, and you were – when I talked to you, it's like we were buddies forever. You know, you're just such yeah. a nice dude. So – um, that's when I met you and that's really when I started, started following your racing. And I just remember, I remember following you on Twitter and I saw about 17 pictures of exploded wheels. Yeah. We were, we were going through wheels for a while. Excel there. A60s. Yeah. Yeah. Going through wheels. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what my deal was. It was just a, it was weird. Just a string of bad luck. Just, blo- you know, over jumping stuff. It was blowing holes. my mind. And then you'd, you'd be like, okay, new wheels. And then you tweet out a picture Dude, of it a was rod ev- through your motor. Yeah. It's like yeah. what? So yeah, there was a there was a run there from all those cowies to just I had so much like people know me for just breaking stuff, blowing up bikes and blowing wheels out. And, and you're smooth though. Stuff. It's not like you're it. out of control hitting stuff. You know what know. I mean? It blows my mind. Yeah, just breaking stuff. So <laughs> I don't broke, broke broke a lot of stuff on my bikes. Yeah. So but yeah, 13 was yeah I broke that that time you saw me shifting with my hand like Dungey was um that was before Dungey. By the way, you patented that. Don't you got the have, idea? Yes, had to. Have. Yeah, he, I, he actually retired because he he heard I was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, was, he's so sick. Um, yeah, the tip broke off the shifter and I couldn't, so dude, I had to go grab it. You'd come just sketchy. But so it was so sick though. You'd come over the spectator, whipped out, and grab a gear with your hand. Had to, and then you could I could downshift it. I just couldn't upshift it. You know, <laughs> I could sm- smash the thing down, but I, I couldn't get it off. And did so. you did you win that class? Or gets... uh, I did. Yeah. The, so I was on the trophy at 207. Um, really? Yeah, I was on the trophy that was in 13, so I was like, dude, if I don't win a class, I'm gonna freak out. That's why I was shifting with my hand. I was like, dude, because it was like me and Chopper 450 class battling for the overall, and I needed to like, I don't even know, I don't even know what place I was battling for, but I, I know I, I needed to beat him. And um, also he's hurt right now. I hope he gets better. Uh, I saw. I heard he got hurt. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He sent me a Snapchat. I was like a femur, or but he, he also both legs were casted. Oh. I don't know what. So, anyways, nice kid, but he looked like happy. He was smiling and this that. So hopefully, he's, hopefully he's good. He's had some bad luck too. Yeah, I know John Barella. Uh, yeah, he's been hurt a few times. Um, nothing good, New England guy. Um, yeah. but yeah, um, I, I ended up getting the overall in the 450 A class that year in 13 in the, at the main state. So I have the trophy in my house and I'm on it. So I was really pumped to get that. And um, I think uh, little Zig won the uh 250f class so he's got a trophy of me at his house so I, i'm like <laughs> it's, sick. it's so sick <laughs> i love it oh that's awesome you know so that was fun but that was kind of the end of it for me was was 13 i, I kind of was sporadic uh with my racing on and 13 doing a little then, more for fun kind yeah of realizing because at that in 13 you're what 24 uh so again tr- math um yeah 24 okay. so i'm 24 and i was just kind of like what am i doing i haven't qualified for national 
I'm not riding as much as I was. So then your confidence kind of goes down because it's like, well, I haven't done anything different. So what makes me think that I'm going to be able to qualify now? You know, it's like, it's kind of a mental game. It always is. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, what am I going to do, you know, now? So I ended up, um, the, the 450 that I had was, was borrowed. It was bought for me to race. Um, so you had to give that back and same with the 250F. So I had no bikes, uh, in 2014 and then, um, oh, no yeah, shit. I, I really? pre- pretty much in, I, I mean, I rode, I was borrowing bikes and riding, but I wasn't racing or doing anything for almost a year. And then I bought that CR125. I don't know if you remember That's that. That's right. You bought a roached yeah. out stock CR125. And that thing became mm-hmm. sick. It was You sick, built yeah. that thing. Yeah, it was sick. I, I, yeah, I bought it for like 1500 bucks off a kid on Craigslist. And then um, I got the motor done. It was a 134 long rod stroker. And um, it still wasn't fast. But for a CR125 that handled awesome, it was fun. But... I did it to I did it to kind of tell myself that it was gonna be cheaper and I was gonna have fun with it. But I ended up having like I paid like three grand for the motor. You so it's like you can't dude. do it, dude. My Project Ninety Seven that I built, I bought that because I didn't have a bike. I was in the same position you were. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a roached out old bike uh-huh, and, and just, I'm gonna restore just, it. Just just yeah, just a little bit, you know, brakes, pipe, and then here it is. The thing is down to the frame in my uh, guest bedroom at the time. And I built that in the thing house. In the house. Tight. Yep. Uh, I brought the frame to work, painted it, um, repainted the frame, motor, wheels, tires, uh, every. I mean everything. Every nut and bolt. I bought a bolt kit because it would have been like five thousand dollars to buy the bolts OEM. Yep. So I bought a KX bolt kit. Every bolt was new in it. Linkage bearings, linkage pole rods were new. Uh, I, I took the swing arm and I filled in all the gouges in it and I painted that cause it was a painted swing arm back then. They weren't brushed aluminum. No, of course not. And, uh, I'm sitting there and I, and I finish, I finally finish this thing, get it all together. And I look at it four grand later and I'm like, I'm not going to ride this thing. That it's too nice. It's a 97. I got the last pro circuit pipe mm-hmm. from Dennis Kirk. Come on. I had to find the last, I called everybody, dude, motorsport outlet. I caught old Cowie dealers I found the last Pro Circuit Platinum for that thing, and I bought it from Dennis Kirk on eBay, and uh, I just couldn't ride it. It's like the thing is a showpiece. So I put it – I worked at a Kawasaki dealership at the time. I put it on the floor, and some guy came in and was like, I can get $3,500 for that thing. I had four grand in it, but I'm like, dude, $3,500 for a 97 KX125? So you were Take stoked. It. He was stoked. Yeah. Everybody was just yeah. stoked. And he went and he was some farm boy rode it around the trails at his house. I kind of cringed at that, but Oof. yeah, it's just a pristine. I mean, every nut and bolt was new. Yeah. Um. So that was that was yeah. You can't do it cheap. You and I are I think the same way. When you bought that CR, yeah. The, next, my goal my goal was to, yeah, to keep it cheap. Yeah. yeah. And just then, have fun with a beat on it. Yeah. No graphics, no nothing. Yeah. And then all of a that sudden. That lasted like a week. Yeah. And then the next picture I saw the thing, graphics, motor. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. The whole deal. Yep. yep. So it, it was a fun bike. Um, I had fun on it. And um, that's when I got into J-Day a little bit. And I did some of those. I did, um, and then the 125 two-stroke race again, that was like uh, 14, I think, um, at the main state or verb was it no not verb yet that wasn't verb yet um must have been main state, yeah, must have been the main state. so that was kind of cool that i got to do that that was fun but that was kind of like you know what started like the just fun thing for me i was just like you know i'm not going to take this seriously anymore um but then i was kind of getting pissed you know it's like 14 and 15 i was like 
you know, half-ass riding, half-ass racing, and I was just, I was just like pissed, you know. I was like, dude, I'm way better than this. He, in, you know, in 15, you got the KTM 150. I got the KTM right? 150, yeah, but the 15 model, I, I, I wasn't happy with it. No, that the was, suspension was not good. That was the year before yeah. they did the new frame. Yep. So those of you who have KTM for 14, did they do? No, it was just 15. 4CS, the 4CS fork. The 16 had it too, because mine did. The 16 150 oh, had it. Oh, dude. Yeah. Bad. Not good. Bad, bad, bad. Those of you who have those, sell them. Yeah, sell them immediately. Sell them immediately. <laughs> Don't ride them. <laughs> oh, man. Cody and I both had 16 yeah. uh, KTMs. Ugh. Everyone wondering why I dislike KTM. I get all jazzed. Everyone's got everyone's got them. I'm like, all right, they must be good. I spent my mm -hmm. life making fun of them. But I'm like, they must be good. Mm -hmm. So I finally bought into it. I rode the thing. The first time I ever rode it was at MX101. There wasn't a bump on the track. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so sick. This thing's so fast. You know, in, in the, there was nobody at the track. It was concrete hard. So you felt like you were no taking the, you felt like you were taking the checkers in. Yeah, I, was I like, totally get it. I was like, this bike is sick. I love that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was like, I was like, the motor is 250F fast. The, the build quality is pretty good. The brakes are sick. The brakes are so sick. I almost crashed the first time I went into a corner. Black rims look so sick on the orange so plastic. So good with the billet Dude. hubs. Pipes shiny as shit. Yes. yes. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm in. This is, I'm back. This is I me. never left either. And so it's like, and then I hit a, my first bump on that thing. And then I overjumped my first jump. And I tried my first rutted corner. And none of that went well. It was, Ooh. no, no. Ooh. So here I am seven grand down on a bike that was advertised to be the best thing ever. Oh, dungy frame. But no, mm -mm. no. This thing, KTM has has got all of you in their little web that you, you're this little cult and you think it's so cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. Ride a different motorcycle and do your lap times and there's going to be a big difference. So He's very anti-KTM right now. I'm a right little now. bit anti-KTM. He's KTM. bitter right now. <laughs> I'm, I've, I've come back a little bit. I was so bitter after the uh, 4CS um, BS, um, but I did ride an 18 and, and I was telling him earlier that I do – I do like it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I've <laughs> you heard. Know? I, I I've just heard don't know. I think I think they all suck. You know. Yeah. I think all the brands uh, and all the brands that you know what they all suck. Yeah. They've yeah. all cost me cheese. So we've gone through the error. My purple eighty sucked. <laughs> my my KX eighty five was kind of tight until it blew up. <laughs> the the Yamaha sucked. The Cowie sucked. The Honda was bullshit. It was slow. The friggin' the KTM was forks were junk. The only thing I've never had is a Suzuki, and I'm never going to. Oh no, no. <laughs> you know. No. So you yeah, they break all your suck. bikes. Buy a Suzuki, dude. I think the metal's made out of Swiss cheese, it is. actually. It is, it is yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So. You, whatever metal they made the old 7A's handlebars that bikes used to come with, mm -hmm. the whole bike's made of that. <laughs> yeah, so in you guys' cabinets, there's like something called Reynolds Wrap. That's what your Suzuki frame's made out of. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> ben Robinson's diehard Suzuki fan. He makes them look good, man, especially at the sandbox. That guy's a sicko. Yeah, yeah, I better take that back. He's going to beat me twice as bad now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, well, hey, this has been fun, dude. I'm glad we uh, got this opportunity to get together. I, I felt bad bothering you. Um, I felt, you know, you've been pretty busy the past couple weeks. But, uh, man, I didn't realize. I'm glad I got you on here now more than before. Before, I just wanted to hear some sick stories. But but now it's like I didn't realize that your your career was so, like, diehard at one point. You it, know? Was, it was pretty in-depth. Yeah, I 
did a lot of stuff. I tried really, really hard for a lot of years. And like I said, I just got, uh, I did get fed up with it at one point. And, um, but I never quit. I just, I just rode for fun. And then I think the last year, 2016, um, your buddy Kyle Sackett did actually give me a, a bit of motivation. Yeah, let's um, yeah, let's get into that real quick just before we go. He, he did give me a bit of motivation. It was just it's nice to hear from, you know, people like him and you and you know, people who are like, Man, you did some sick stuff, like you know, he got me all fired up. He's just like, dude, you're so sick. You should be racing. Dude, like, I, I, you know, I'm honest, still am. Now, that, even though now that we know each other, I'm a fan, dude. Your you, your ability on a dirt bike and your personality off it just makes people fans of you. It's That's it's awesome. sick. Um, so I Kyle's like, dude, I want to start a J Day team. Um, do you know any like riders that ride? I a remember. Pro class? I, I remember you messaging me and and asking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, do you know anybody that rides pro class? Like, do you personally know? And I'm like, well, like. I kind of know Cody. Like we've hung out before a little bit. I'm like, I'll just we'll, we'll let's give him a shot. And from the outside looking in, it looked like you were hooked right up, you know. So it's like, uh, he's probably got like something going. I had nothing going on, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> uh, and so I messaged you, and you were pumped on it. And Kyle's like, dude, let's do this. And he, Kyle's just he's that kid loves racing. It doesn't matter what it is. I've said this on this podcast before that kid, he would race a wheelbarrow, a shopping cart. He doesn't care. Race his girlfriend to, who finishes brushing their teeth first. <laughs> yes. He's yep. just, he's just a fan. He is. He's a huge fan. And, uh, so he really enjoyed that experience with you. You guys did the main state. You tried yeah. to qualify for Southwick, but you're yep. on a stock 250F. Yeah. Not a good look. It, um, it's that, I've done that a couple times. Do. Yeah. I've done that a few times. 13, it's, actually, before we go 13, you were, I was watching, I was on the fences, and you were in the LCQ, passed for fourth, which yeah. is qualifying position, yep. and then the bike blew up. Yeah, yeah, less than less than a second off in the times. It was like .002 or something off. I qualified, um, I think, 40th, 39th or 40th, which they only take 36. So right. I went to the LCQ, and then I think got into third or fourth or whatever it was, and um, yeah, uh, bike broke. So um, I left it on the side of the track and uh, walked back, so that was... That was as close as I've come. It was pretty cool. Um, it is cool. You cool, were there. Yeah. You were so. there. You were in fourth, and you were coming around the first corner, and they ran the track yeah. backwards back then. Yep. Yeah. So coming around after the washboard, just grabbing all the gears that the Honda had. <laughs> Baby and, locked um, up. Yeah. She she didn't want it um, <laughs> as bad as I did, apparently. But um, like I said, I took a little hiatus, I think 14, 15. Then Kyle got me fired back up. I, I rode the Yamahas last year and did a little bit more racing, a little bit more riding. And then um, this year... I've, I've done a lot of riding. I actually, I didn't touch on anything about my back, but I've had back surgery and, uh, I had a, a, a lot of stuff happen, which, which led to a lot of my, uh, you know, kind of throwing in the towel a little bit. I was kind of like, yeah, I got to take care of myself a little bit, but it's been a lot better. And I did a, most, probably the most riding I've done in a long time, uh, this year. So right at the second, I feel pretty good, um, on my dirt bike and I'll probably make a run at qualifying for a national before I fully retire because it would just be sick. You know, it's a goal. Just like I set a goal to go to Loretta's. Um, I set a goal to, I want to qualify for a national and race it. I mean, when I'm in, you know, in season, I can, I can, you know, I'm in shape and I can ride. So I would like to qualify and race one. Um, I, I think you're there. You looked at the main event. You looked like you looked in 11 was probably the last time. Like, yeah. You know, you were, you were going really good so i i think you're there man i think if you can get a fast bike under you yeah because in the 250f class it's motor is like 50 percent. yeah it's a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah it's um, a lot. but if not uh it, it's been fun anyways um i had a lot of fun this year and 
you know it's just sick just yeah. to, just to try is so sick just to keep riding and have something to look forward to other than all of us waking up and going to work and stuff you know having a hobby is sick so no matter what qualify don't qualify just gonna keep racing and riding just like just like everybody else you know yeah yeah well said man i uh this sport is i've said it a million times on this podcast to everyone listening to this podcast in person i've said it it's riding is dirt bikes are just the coolest thing in the world the community that it brings the 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 clarity of mind that it brings when you're done riding for the day, you just feel like you've got it together. You know, I get all stressed out, whatever it is, money, jobs, whatever. And I ride and it's just like, okay, that's what matters. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm good now. Yep. And like you said, it breaks that routine. So many people don't have a hobby. They wake up, they work, they go to bed. They wake up, they right. work, they watch Netflix, they go to bed. Right. You know, totally. and, and we, we get to ride. So yeah. it's cool. So and it's awesome. I love it, man. And, and I'm, even compared to what I used to be, I'm I'm terrible on a dirt bike, but it's just so much fun doing it. It doesn't so. matter what level you are, whether you're a C rider, B rider, A rider, or if you don't even know that there is levels and you're just out there riding with your work boots. It's like we're still riding, you know. And we, we you know, this is about New England. Where we're here in New England, there's so many people who will ride till there's snow on the ground, and then even 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 more, you know, people more diehard than me and you sitting here, you know. Yeah. Oh, and it's just yeah. it's just awesome, yeah, to have a dirt bike under you and just to be riding and just, there's so much that goes on with it that we we can't even we don't even have time to talk about. There's just insane stuff, you know. People that track owners like Danny Stewart, just loving loving it, sitting listening to podcasts and is you know while grooming and just just crazy stuff. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. And you know it's like it is. It's it's and our sport is just small enough where you can be somebody if you want to be. Danny yeah. Stewart did the DS164 thing yeah. and the Moto Limelight and thing. And in my eyes, he is somebody. He's Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, he, everyone at Racer X knows yep. who he is. Everybody. Every pro knows who he is. He's somebody. Jimmy Dakotas. Yep. He's he's just on another level. I'd love to get him on here one day, but yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it's uh, it's sick. I, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll have to get you on again because there's definitely some stories that I want to touch on. Um, actually, before I go real quick, Getting jumped in Daytona. I never heard the story from you, dude. I just I saw it social media. So bad. So you were in Daytona 2013. Uh, Daytona. Um, yes, Daytona Daytona 2013. Um, I was down there, um, racing the amateur Supercross, and I think it was. I don't remember if it was. Uh, I don't remember when the pro one was, but we. Uh, it was the night before the amateur supercross and i'm you know i'm out and about with everybody hanging out um you know doing whatever and um we had a hotel in daytona and uh, we were supposed to you know go race the next day or whatever so i'm in the hotel room and my truck was across the street it was like two in the morning i woke up I'm like i got such a bad headache i was like uh i gotta get some you know ibuprofen it's in the truck shit so i go to walk across the street and these three kids are, these three kids are, you know, yelling at me, like, oh, you know, calling me names and stuff, just that oh, pussy, like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> dude, like, are you guys kidding me? So I, I obviously don't say anything, you know, I'm friggin', actually, it was before that, I was a little younger, I don't even think I was 21 yet, but I was down there racing the amateur supercross no matter what, and, um, yeah, this, the, uh, these three kids just, uh, they had their way. They um they came up, pushed me into my truck, just completely jumped me, like, dude, kicking me in the stomach, kicking me in the face. Uh, you know, it was it was crazy, crazy experience. And two of them ended up being uh, off duty police officers. Uh, what? Yeah. Yep. 
Holy I, could, I, I found out a name too. I, I'm not going to say the name, but uh, my buddy Treadle, uh, Ian Treadle, um, actually, he's from Florida. He lived in Florida, yeah, and uh, yeah. we used to we used to hang out together, ride together before his injury, and uh, we we still talk. Uh, we hung out a lot during his injury. I came, I went and saw him, you know, when he was dealing with all this stuff, and uh, um, super talented kid. But he ended up knowing one of the kids and where he was uh, from. But the surveillance camera, they, dude, they like they were, you know, they were trying to curb stomp me, like kick me in the face. I was messed up, like bad, bad, like swollen eyes, like everything. No reason at all. No they didn't take your money or anything? Or? No, I had nothing. Nope. They didn't. They just strictly wanted to kick the shit out of somebody. So, um. And you're yelling at him. I've been in jail, motherfuckers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, so I, that, I didn't, I didn't even know what the hell was going on, dude. I had no, no chance whatsoever. Like, I was like, I don't even know what to do. I was just covering my face. So I didn't get my face kicked in. And, um, but yeah, they, um, that was crazy. That, that was so crazy. That is insane. Too I wish, off-duty cop. Did they get in trouble to, for it? No. So they squashed the surveillance tape. They, uh, the um, hotel squashed the surveillance tape. Um, they didn't get in trouble. Nothing ended up happening. And then I had to race the next day. Dude, my helmet barely fit on my head because it was swollen and stuff. Dude, it was nuts. And um, I got a sick trophy, dude, a fifth overall. Um 250A Daytona Amateur Supercross, which was so tight. Yes, yeah. and that's I was stacked, dude. I was. Too. I got a video scrubbing the trip, the triple that ended Grant Langston's fucking career. Yes, do you yeah. remember that one yeah, when he went do, over the bars? Yeah. yeah, that trip was sick. It was so sketchy. Like you jump you up on into like a, and then you jumped into a kicker. Yeah. It was literally the. It kicked you so bad. It was insane. You had to like let the bike soak up so much. That, it, was, it was so crazy. It was scary to even watch that. Yeah, it was. You jumped into like yeah. a, like a G out. A G out. Yeah. It was like a, a. It was like a like a human made G out. Like yeah, it was insane. insane. I don't even know why they did it, but leave it to me to remember that jump. Yeah, it was, it was, it was nuts. I, I like the first time I hit it, you carry a lot of speed coming into it. And then you, you do, you bottomed out and like jumped off. It was shoot you straight up. It was, a, I, I don't know why I, yeah, I, I hit it and it was good. I was sick. Every <laughs> lap. It was tight. That's so sick. So yeah, it was pretty good. That was fun. But the, uh, getting jumped was awful. My, my mom was pissed. Oh, I bet. My dude. mom was so I, I can't even believe by a cop. Come on. Yeah, man. it was so good too. Mm-hmm. And then their buddy, yeah, it was crazy. They were they were drunk and uh, on spring break, whatever. Dude, that I mean, I, dude, I, I, I would nuts. never punch somebody drunk. Not, no, even if someone nope. tempted me or or provoked me, I don't yeah. even think I. Yeah, dude, I was by anyone. myself walking across the street trying to get some ibuprofen because I had a headache. It was so it was so crazy, but dude, that's insane. Yeah, that was not a that was not a positive experience that sucks no. so yeah dude like i said i've been dude I have a lot of stuff with motocross you know yeah jail freaking flying yeah. to races from jail <laughs> stiff neck stiff back getting jumped dude racing with black eyes it was so uh, good they're like dude you have a crush i'm like no no i got beat up i got beat up yeah that's awesome yeah it was crazy well hey again thanks man this has been fun um we i kept you a little more than an hour but well that's all right um Man, thanks everyone listening to this. I can't believe how many people are listening to it. Like the the messages I've gotten and the encouragement that I've gotten is is so sick. It's so cool. So um, you guys keep listening. I'll keep doing them. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. And guys, thanks for coming along for the ride. We'll have to get uh, together with Cody Williams here again because he's got a lot more stories, and uh, we'll get together a little more casually, and we don't have to go through the career again, but we'll we'll get into some stories. So uh, I think it'll be fun, man. So we'll. Uh, We'll we'll see you later, Cody. And, Thank and you thanks so, for coming on, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Very hyped to be uh, a part of this, and uh, good job. Yeah. Uh, uh, and good luck in the future. All Thank right. you. Thanks, man.